and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And it was 177 k's north of Reno. So, you know, and then you had more eight, more rain on the Saturday and Sunday. Have you so. ever been to Reno? No, nah, was it like... <laughs> it's was, the Wild is, West. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Dodgy Reno, we called it. There's places in Australia like that. Gosh. Oh, yeah, you go out I west. remember I walked into a um, service station in Reno. We had our mates. We got lost. And so we pulled off and we went into the servo. And I had not even realised that it had happened. But when I walked in, there was blood all over everything. I just walked in about 10 minutes after a shooting. And then the fire, then, yeah, then the fireys came in and there's blood everywhere. And, and I was walking out with my, with my map, just got bloodied up. No one even mentioned boo to me that something had just happened. And there was a shooting. Until there. I left. And then I was leaving. I saw the oh. fireys coming. I said, what's going on, boys? Oh, it's been a shooting. Right. Jeez. And then <laughs> ran I, to the car, windows up, boys, out of here. I thought Dodgers my town. story of at Merriam Vale, which is north of Bundy, it's like a service station, service centre where you can get food and everything, and the bloke yeah. rode his horse into the area where we're having something to eat. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> Good story. I thought, I thought that was a bit out there, but uh, no, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a wild joint. We didn't stay in Reno more than about 10 minutes just to get directions, and off we went. That's nine more than I would have stayed there. <laughs> i tell you what. Yeah. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Uh, good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Well, if you know little about the art world, this could happen to you. If you lo- know little about the little, art. About the art. About, the art. about art. Yes. And looking at you, I'd say. No, I've been a smart you know, ass for a while. <laughs> if the curtains match the drapes, <laughs> yeah. like it's, you don't know much about art. Especially if you've got ginger hair. <laughs> so what do you got for us? A lady has stunned the art world and has purchased a painting. Uh, She bought she bought this thing at a like a Savers in Manchester, New Hampshire, right? For four bucks or something. What? Don't start. Okay, I'm sorry. Know it all. Okay, you've obviously read the story. There's there's people who haven't. No, you, yeah. what happened? What happened? She bought this. Don't look at me like that over your coffee cup, you smarmy, <laughs> artless freak. <laughs> All right. Now, she bought this painting at a op shop for, oh, about four bucks. Look, how did how She was it unaware happen? of what she had. She, she, Robert, can I ask, it, how does this always happen to other people? Where you go in, uh, like people go into op No op, one knows what's shops. happened yet because you haven't let me finish. Sorry, bub. You know the story. I, I call you bub. Sorry, so, sorry Robert. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm back home. God, I feel in sorry trouble, for your wife. In trouble all the time. Curse, yeah. ring me. If you've ever got problems, just ring me. I'll talk you through it. Oh, she's got, I get, she's I get, got problems, oh, <laughs> She married the problem. <laughs> So let me get back to the artwork. You go back to the, the other news. I said something not yesterday, Marit- but I was in trouble. No, Gerard Marital Bliss. She bought this. The, art. the artwork was by four someone. Bucks. She bought it at an op shop. She had no idea what it was. It was on a wall for four years and then got shoved under the stairs because she had to put it away. I don't know. Must have something. Might have painted the walls. Anyway, so it was by Newell Converse Wyeth, known as NC Wyeth, oh, and he's worth. Yes. It was due to go to auction later this month, and you'll never guess, Paddy. Yeah. <laughs> how much it might fetch well, at auction? I reckon it would have been over one hundred thousand dollars. I could imagine one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! And she bought it for four. Can bucks. you believe she bought it for four bucks? Does that ever happen? Has anyone ever done that have at you, an auction? Please, no. Tell us. Someone on the Central Coast no. has to have got lucky. No. Uh, in the op shop we're talking about. Well, not in the op shop, the art, but I mean the buying The artwork itself, yeah. like that she got at the op shop, was yeah. created as part of four artworks for Helen Hunt's yeah. Jackson novel, Ramona, created for the 1939 edition. The novel is a heartbreaking yeah. tale of a Scottish Native American girl's there life during the Mexican-American War. Bloody hell. There you go. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Oh, honestly, have you ever bought something from the op shop and you go, <sighs> wow, it was worth a fortune? Well, Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori, they reportedly have been banned for life by a Venetian boat company, Robert, following the rapper's recent indecent exposure. Now, Venezia Turissimo Motascafi, who rented the boat to the couple, told Daily Mail West. And Kanye's got a Venetian boat in his... In his wine. 
Oh, in his, <laughs> in his, in his he, he calls it my Venetian boat. Does he really? Yeah. God, like a gondola. I <laughs> uh, told where told Daily Mail West and Sensori will no longer be welcome aboard any of their vessels. In a statement to the outlet, uh, apparently the company claimed their employees were completely unaware that the Grammy winner had dropped his duds uh, on board until the photos went public last week. So they had no idea that this had happened. But what it, uh, apparently, when they said he dropped his duds, it was he bared his buttocks while taking a ride on oh, the Venice Canal. Nothing wrong, oh, wrong with a little moon. I know. Look, seriously, is, is that, you know... Is that that offensive that you just see his butt? And there was a picture of his butt. Is it just his backside? Yeah, just his, yeah, his bot bot. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, you see no more of the beach. No swinging trunk. No, no. Just no, his bot bot. No, no gondola. No, that's exactly <laughs> no right. <gondola. laughs> I'm going to give your wife Kirst a call after work, tell her she okay. should go to the op shop and spend some money on the off chance that she uncovers she, a uh, gold mine. Another place to rack that card, Abe. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Uh, James Webb, we spoke to Webby not so long ago. He got about third in the hot dog eating championships against Joey Chestnut. Well, lo and behold, Webby in New York State has uh, winged it on and he has won the chicken wing eating championships over Je- Joey Chestnut. See? So bloody good on him. With chicken wings? Yeah. Like hot dogs, you just got to jam them down. Whereas chicken Chicken wings, wings, there's a bit of an art to it. Yeah, that's right. It's more technique. You've got to get the meat inside the little bones there. You can't. What does what uh, determines a completed chicken wing? Well, the judges check to ensure all the meat has come off the bone, and when the final buzzer sounds, what about the grizzly rubber bit? Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. You no chew that, that down. Some people eat it. Yeah. Some people, no. We generally give it to the dogs. You know what I hate is when you get a chicken sandwich that yeah. they cut up the chicken and put it in the sandwich and they leave the rubber bit in there. And you get that rubber bit in your sandwich, yeah. and you think, oh, it's ruined it. I'd be changing sandwich bars. His heroics of devouring chicken saw him finish with a new world record. He he, he downed, have a guess how many wings? Go on, have a guess. on. Uh, in how, how long? Um, uh, oh, you've got to give me a time. Oh, like, come on. Oh, how many minutes, do you eat in a week? 12 minutes. Oh, 12 minutes. Come on, 12 minutes. 12 minutes. How, how many in did he In 12 minutes? Yeah. How Are you sure about get? that time? Yes, yes. Or just make that up? No, competitors are given 12 minutes to devour as many chicken wings as possible. How many? 12 minutes. I can give oh, probably 20 in, let's say, no. one every five, oh, five seconds. Just give me a number. And then I can go higher oh, or lower. 12, Doof. 15. Oh. Let's say 15 oh. times oh, 12. Five. Oh, You'd be crap on one of these game shows. Just give an answer. 250. <laughs> Higher. <laughs> 300. Lower. Oh, that was close. Come on. The power of deduction Come almost on. worked. Just answer. 280. Lower. 270. Higher. 275. Higher. 278. Lower. 277. No, lower. <laughs> <laughs> 276, Robert. You're absolutely right. Congratulations. So almost exactly in between my first two guesses. <laughs> yes, it was. So well done, sir. Oh, you know what? If TV hadn't thought about doing that game, yeah. they should. Honestly. You shouldn't tell me to hurry up so much. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Some things you just shouldn't touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you go blind. Yep. That's what mum said. <laughs> That's right. And I went deaf. I know. How many fingers molding up? No, no. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, anyway, look, there's some things that are out of bounds. Like, yeah. you know, those, no one climbs on Uluru now, right? You don't do it. No one, uh, you wouldn't go to America, you know where they put, what's that, Mount Rushmore where they have the faces carved? Yeah, the presidents. Yeah, you wouldn't, presidents. you wouldn't muck around with that. No. Two people have been arrested in northern China after they allegedly bulldozed what? In China? Yeah. I don't know. Something in Tiananmen Square? Mm, no, nah, probably more significant than that. More significant, big, the long. You can oh. see it from the moon. Oh, the Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China. 38-year-old man and a 55-year-old woman, old enough to know better, dug a hole in the Great Wall of China as a way to save time in getting to work. They didn't want to have to go around it. So, so they it's a dug long it. wall. So you don't go so around they it, got you go an excavator on the Great Wall of China. Through, through the Great Wall of China. Did not. Severely damaged. 
So they could just walk right through. So they could get to work easier. So no <laughs> architect, architectural structure. The, the county public security bureau command centre. It's a long wall. You can't have the whole thing. Under no, it. no. But what I mean is, they actually <clears throat> dismantle parts of the wall. Four twenty p.m. They received an alarm saying a gap had been dug in the thirty-two Great Wall or uh, in Yang. Kyung Hee Township. Yeah, yeah, correct pronunciation. Thank yeah, you. Well done. So the correct the investigation team rushed to the scene, inspecting traces. Police initially determined the ancient Great Wall was damaged due to excavation by large machinery. Oh, they used machine as well. <laughs> yes, to make it. Oh, got to get to work, guys. How dumb are they? <laughs> Did they get fined? I just want to get to work. They get fined. Two thousand three hundred years that wall's been there, and they. Oh. <laughs> Come Honestly. On. Come on, our dumb. I know. Well, I've got a story from with Tucker. Tucker Bowman, he was confused when he received this $1,000 or a $1,500 bill from Amazon without placing an order. And anyway, um, though after scrolling through the order summary, the dad of three from Utah in the US quickly realized who was behind the purchases. It was his five-year-old son, oh, and he ordered $1,000 worth of toys on Amazon. That's what you do. His dad said in this video online. Now, Cheeky Beckham, what he did, he uh, took advantage of Alexa, and he ordered remote <laughs> control. Just voice command. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? <clears throat> ah! Remote control cars, walkie-talkies, monster trucks. <laughs> and they he went back and listened because he listened to all the voice recordings from the Alexa app, all two hours worth. And Alexa, get me a monster truck that jumps 23 inches to the ground. I don't care what it costs. Alexa, add <laughs> 45 kid spidey walkie-talkies to my cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't get upset with I that. Know. How um, is it possible? How is know. that possible? The most impressive order was, though, for a $500 hot tub. Add a little hot tub to my cart. Anyway, look, the dad confirmed it. He ended up cancelling the entire order before it was shipped, including the pricey hot tub. Surely a kid can't say to Alexa, order this and don't it comes. Know. That's not But right. other people went online because where he put it, and another one revealed that his son ordered a $2,700 drone when he was five, along with $1,500 worth of toys. So, yeah, so just a little bit you know, of caution. Done. He's ordered it, put mm. it in the cart. I reckon you could do that, and but you wouldn't be able to pay for no, it. No, no, I don't. You wouldn't know. be able to Actually, execute that, the it, order. How do you happen with? Do you know Alexa? If you order things online, well, I Zachy? think the Amazon's connected to an account, right? So it's probably connected to his dad's account, which the card is then connected to. So Does, do you then have to say pay now, or mm. what? Is that how it work? I uh, probably yeah yeah check out or something. Yeah, so yeah. I can just go around to your place and get you to buy me some stuff by talking to you, Alexa. Yeah. Dumb. Yes. That Dangerous. is stupid. My brother did something similar when he was younger. What did he do? Well, he had he got his first iPhone and he um, bought all these apps on the phone. And Mum got the phone bill was eight hundred dollars, and <laughs> it was just all these apps that he bought. <laughs> he didn't realise. So Mum, oh. Mum had to pay eight hundred bucks for it. It does happen. It does happen. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. You know how parents quite often get involved in their kids' home assignments. Yeah. They well, do. Yeah, because our did. youngest. Oh, you know when you did it and we then only get eight out of ten? Jeez, and you filthy. mark yourself and you're going, Oh, how? no, if the teacher gave them eight out of ten, you go, oh, you'd be filthy. Absolutely. How, how is this teacher marking this thing? Because yeah. I've put a lot of effort, effort into, into this. that and I only got eight out of ten. Cause, and you, you couldn't wait for the results to come back. You'd go, oh, how'd you go, Cal? How'd you go in that Eight side? out of ten. We've done it a couple of times where we had to design a board game. Yeah. You know, I'm getting all my all my tools out. No other kid in the cl- in year three's got a yeah. you know, grinder and a <laughs> power saw planer. <laughs> Everything done to perfection. But anyway, this was the this is Greta, who's now nine. Got, yeah. And um she came home and said, Dad, we've got to write a speech for school. And I went, oh, Okay, great. What's your topic? Anything I want, Dad. I said, really? Sounds a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, they said, you can do anything you want. And I said, oh, okay, what are you going to do? Oh, I don't know yet. I don't really want to do it. And I said, oh, well, come on, let's sit down and have a think about what you like and we can talk about maybe it's something to do with the soccer. It could be something to do with roller skating. She likes roller skating at the moment. She's like, nah, nah, nah. And I said, oh, okay, well, hang on. I've got to make dinner. And then Branny, our 16-year-old, walked in. I said, Branny, 
Have you had your homework tonight? Have you got a bit of time? Can you help Greta with something? She's trying to work out what to do a speech on. Mm. And so Brady goes, yeah, sure. No problem. Oh, great. Right off the list. So I didn't have to worry mm. about it. I thought, Brownie will do this. She's really enthusiastic once she gets into something. Mm. So they're up there in, in Brownie's room think, going, working through the speech. And they came down, can we get some little cards, Dad? I want some cue cards. And I went, oh, hang on, okay, right. So I got the cardboard out, cut up a few cards for yeah. them, put some lines on it, said, right, there you go. And um, they go upstairs. I'm like, this is brilliant. Two sisters working together. And then she comes down. She goes, right, we're done. And I said, how'd you go? What, do you want to give me a run through of the speech? And she goes, okay, what's your speech about? My speech is about how I hate writing speeches. I said, no, no, you can't do that. And the whole speech was about was about her yeah. dislike of writing, writing and giving speeches. And this was uh, orchestrated and designed oh, by designed her. by the sixteen year old. Oh, <laughs> we could have gone anywhere. But and so to, did you go to, to school? Re- no, she wouldn't change it. Yeah. They're going, no, that's what I've got. I'm allowed was to it, do any topic. Was it good? It was a little bit dismissive of education, right? Like okay. it was sort of. It was like if you're a teacher. Yeah, you'd be going, you're having a go at us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was like a one two jab. to them. What a complete waste of time writing speeches is. Then uh, he's going, no, you can't do that. You can't be angry. So, when did she present today? Well, the only way I could get her to change a couple of the things that I thought were absolutely unacceptable was mm. to sack my young, uh, my elder daughter, daughter yeah, so and employ my elder son. So Brenny got the sack. Brenny got the sack, so, and, and I got Griff on board, and I right. said, Griff, can you tidy this up so it's presentable? And yeah. then he's done it. <laughs> so still ran with the topic? Ran with the topic. Yeah. She went all right. All right. I can't and wait. She's still at school. Right. Oh, so she's already done the presentation. She's done the presentation. Oh, what did she get out of 10? Oh, I don't, don't know. I don't even want to know. She passed. So there's a lesson. There's a lesson Just there. Just don't get your kids to educate your kids. Damn straight. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Well, I'm actually a close personal friend of Fat Cat and... Something's oh, happened. Yeah, you got a lot in common. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I've known Fat Cat for a long time. Do you, do you really? Yeah, and Fat, but Fat Cat has never said ever a said a word said to, a to word. me. Never, never said a word. Something's happened in Disneyland. That's Fat Cat has never bagged anyone. He's never backstabbed anyone. No. Nah. Is Fat Cat really? Is Fat Cat a he or a she? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Tell you, I can't tell you. (laughs) But it's not about fat cat. It's about what's happened in Disneyland, and it's not good. And I'll tell you, and and this is this is not a normally we look take like side of story on other news. What happened at a gender reveal? You will not believe it. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes. Good morning, Robert. Morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Well, you know how. I'm a friend of Fat Cats, mm-hmm. and I've been a friend of Fat Cats for quite some time. It's like yeah. it's like if you're good friends with Clark Kent, yeah, and Superman, and you never see them in the same place at the no. same time. Well, I'm good friends with this man, you've and a, also with Fat Cat. Yeah, as I said, you've got a lot in common with Fat Cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've never, in all my years, heard Fat Cat say a word. No, and I've never and, seen this man, other friend of mine, and yeah. Fat Cat in the same room. Yeah, but Disney chiefs are furious. Because there's been some leaked videos showing theme park characters yeah. doing stuff, Is twerking. That the one twerking. Oh, how dare they? Someone, how dare they? Mickey Mouse's head's come off. <laughs> this is. Uh, <laughs> it's not on. He was off his head. It's Mickey not on. was off his no, head. Disney are one of the most protective companies oh, in the world because yeah. their biggest customers are young children. They don't want the illusion shattered. Yeah. And I mean, oh, good. What, and what they found Pinocchio doing on these videos. Performing was, Pinocchio, was Pinocchio. Pinocchio was doing. Look, oh, oh, no. it's getting look bigger. Out. Captain Hook. Oh, geez. so Captain Hook and Pinocchio have done back. something extraordinarily oh. bad. And Pinocchio's there. Lie to me. Lie to me. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to protect the firm's magic oh, at all costs. I'm not so now known. they're looking into employment contracts because these videos have been posted on 
They've even gone to the extreme of trying to get all this stuff taken down. Yeah, that's so wrong. These characters doing no, no, oh. no. But how can they go now that's gone viral? There's no way. There's no possible way. I don't think you can get it back, can you? No, I don't think you can. No, you can't. It's out there now. They employ 34,000 cast members, Disneyland. I. That's a lot of I, people. It's a huge amount. Huge amount. I mean, you think there's Donald Duck. There's, oh, I just can't imagine. Captain Hook. Just and the, Pinocchio. Oh, I'll, I'll never be able to, to unsee Pinocchio and Captain Get back Hall. to the Pinocchio. What is it, Pinocchio <laughs> doing OnlyFans or something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, that's it. God. We're hoping that Disney wish can I, put a lid on it. <laughs> wish I had something in common with Pinocchio, but I don't. I don't. No. No. Um, mate, you know, so many people, you know they do, uh, over 2,100 Disney main characters. Thanks, Saki. You know how people go... Big time now into gender gender reveals. I mean, big time. It's you know some people are into it. You know, I, we never were, but it's a. I think it's a different era now. Absolutely different era. Gender reveals. Feels like you know they get a burnout and they'll have the pink tires burning or the pink or the pink uh, or the blue or they just do so many. I can't see. I can't see the point. Well, in Mexico, and you'll see it online today. Uh, horrifying moment: a gender reveal party. In Mexico, ended in tragedy. A stunt plane came in, right? And what it showed, and this light aircraft went in, and they had the couple there to, and it dropped the color. It was smoke, right? Yeah, like the either it pink or the blue pink, yeah. smoke. And then what happened? It went into a little bit of a spin, and it crashed, killing the pilot. He tried to pull the piper. Um, Pawnee aircraft upwards and the left wing suddenly gave way, setting the aircraft into a fatal tailspin. Oh, no. Yet what happened, the attendees at the event seemed oblivious. You know, they just saw playing plane go across, down came the pink smoke. smoke. Yeah. Part of the show, yeah. cheering. And they just continued to celebrate and revealed. But later photos um, showed that the of the wreckage of the plane, um, they got the pilot out, rushed to the hospital and he passed away. And the tragedy has gone viral. It's unbelievable. And viewers had mixed reactions to seemingly, the, look, they say the seemingly careless response from the party goes, but I don't think a lot of them real, realised it had happened. But if a plane crashed in your vicinity, I think you um, you would. Yeah, you would. But a tw- one Twitter said, what's the point of this at the first place to see so many accidents and incidents doing gender reveals? And and that is true. And, but, you know. Yeah, it's been forgotten here. Gender neutral. What happens there? What happens if you're having a gender neutral boat? Do you, green smoke. Clear smoke. Oh. See, there's no You clear. wouldn't see. White it. smoke. No, that's a new pope. Oh, it is too. Green yeah. smoke. Oh, it must be green smoke then. Paddy and Rob Palmer. The podcast. Now, Father's Day, have a good one, mate. It was super, almost the perfect day. Oh, truly. And you know what the perfect day requires. Yes, I'm hearing you, brother. Yes. I'm well, absolutely hearing you. So, In all um, departments, well, so to right. speak. <laughs> I forced myself to sleep in. You wake up busting to go to the toilet. Yeah. yeah all right, I guess over to the toilet. And then you're back into bed and you're going, oh, where are these kids? Yeah. And then they all come marching in. Yeah. You know, hey, daddy. And it's just beautiful, right? Yeah. It lifts your heart. Yeah. And they give you, like Griff, he said, oh, my gift hasn't arrived yet. And I said, oh, no worries, mate. Oh, did he go online? He went online, got yeah. some golf balls. Oh, that's all right. Because I know I like golf. Yeah. Anyway, so then they've gone and oh, hey, Griff, I told you before, Griff went up the road and I thought he'd gone out to grab breakfast because they always do breakfast. Yeah. But he went up the road and bought it because he can drive now. Yeah. So it saved them the effort and it saved them stuffing it up. Because, <laughs> you know, when you, you get your eggs just right, it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so they did that. And then I went up to the driving range. To hit some oh, golf balls. did you have a Because I had my first golf lesson about a week and a half ago and realised how much I was doing wrong. Yeah. So I went to the driving range. It was heaving. Absolutely chock-a-block with families. Like there was – I had to wait half an hour for a little mat to hit a golf ball for half an hour. What are they – What are they, how many balls do they give you? 90 balls, 20 and, bucks. Oh, that's, oh, that's or a 23 bucks. Gee, that's a bargain. Yeah, not bad. That is a bargain. And by the time you've done that, you may as well have gone around the golf course twice because yeah. it's, it's that many. I don't, but, but here, this way, you can you can keep lining them up. That's the yeah, You just go right Whack, and, oh, oh, slight, oh, crap slight adjustment. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So do you think by getting that advice from the pro? Yeah, helped amazingly. Right, okay. I would have done I wish I'd done it 40 years ago. Yeah. But look, the whole day was great. And then I came home and we had we had a slow-cooked lamb with oh. like, potato oh. daffinois, which oh. was... What's potato daffinois? 
Well, it's baked potatoes. Well, what did you say? Seriously? Because it's daffinois. Yeah, I couldn't that's, give a... That's what the dish is called. Yeah, yeah, but it's baked potatoes. Yes, potato. you bake it. Come on, it's baked potatoes. Yeah, but potato. you don't just say everything you put in the oven is baked this or baked that. Yes, I do. Do you say baked pasta with meat in it? Yeah, no, I do. No, it's called yeah. lasagna. No, I like baked pasta with <laughs> baked a bit of pasta sauce. with sauce and meat. No, it's <laughs> and called and pasta. lasagna. Yeah. And this is... Daffinois. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it's called. Beats my ham sandwich. But the best part of the day, I've got to show you what I got from oh, Greta. Oh, show, show me. Greta. Show me. Oh, oh you can't do. see this. It's mini. It's Favorite. like a little, it's like a phone size platform. Is that from the school dad's thing? Yeah, this that is thing? from the school dad's thing. Yeah. And it's got a little golf mat inside it. She said, here, dad, this oh. is mini golf. And it's got oh. a little stick on a spring oh, and yeah, these little flags at the end. And so you just pull the little thing back yeah. and boom, like that. And oh, you can, you can aim the ball at the holes. And then she said, Dad, now you can even play golf on the toilet. <laughs> Which. Thank you, Greta. <laughs> and I will. Which you generally get a hole in one there, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you miss because of the aim. <laughs> You're not trying to get it in the hole. You're trying to get it out. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Robert, it is semi-final time in the NRL tomorrow. The all-conquering Broncos, the award-winning Broncos, take on the lowly-rated Melbourne Storm. For the How... 15th time at home. <laughs> How will it swing from Triple M footy? We've got Anthony Maroon with us. G'day, Maroon. Maroon. Fellas, how are you? Nice to catch up. Mate, very, very, very good, mate. We're going well, and it is good to catch up. Hey, Maroon, who do you think? Come on, will the Broncos beat the Storm tomorrow night? Well, look, they haven't beaten them in Brisbane since 2009. The Broncos haven't beat the Storm in Brisbane since 2009. And the last 26 times they've played, the Broncos won on 24. But I'm going to tip the Broncos, mate. Adam Reynolds, Pat Carrigan, Payne Haas. Massive games from these three. Broncos to win. Oh, if you were oh, here, I'd give gee, you a big bloody hug. You should see him. He's gone all purple <laughs> in colour. <laughs> <laughs> then... Mate, of course, whoever loses, they've still got another crack at it. Then on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, which is good because they're playing in New Zealand, we've got the Panthers taking on the Warriors. Wayne, which this way, be mate? Curious. Yeah, this would be a good one. We've got this one on Triple M as well. Now, obviously, the Warriors have gone from second last last year to fourth this year. But the Panthers have won something like nine of their last ten. So, uh, And we know what a fortress it is out there at Blue Bet Stadium, out there at Penrith. So I, I don't want to take Penrith, fellas, but I'm going to have to take Penrith to win. Okay. Oh, fair That's enough. It's a fortress, unless, of course, you're Parramatta, because they just dusted them in their most recent oh. encounter. Look, I, may, so I may be an Eels fan, Maroon. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where that come from, Rob, and I don't know where in terms of their form that day, and I don't know where that form's been all year for Parra. I, really I know. Don't. They should have been playing for pride right from the start. <laughs> well, Parra and Cowboys both just started too slowly. And maybe next year, Robert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the right, third match on Saturday, we have got the Sharkies taking on the Roosters, Maroon. Uh, and yeah. whoever loses this, that's out. Yeah, and look, the, the big controversy about this one's been where it's going to be played because Shark Park at the moment, or Points Bet Stadium, it's like a construction zone. It only fits 12,000, but they will play there. Roosters have got a couple of big game players here, Luke Keary, James Tedesco. I like the Roosters to win this one, and I think it'll be something like six of their last seven if they do. Yeah, fair enough. And then finally, the Knights, Raiders. The Knights Ooh, have been on fire. Oh, they're going well. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, Northern Ender, where you people are, there'd be a lot of um, uh, Knights supporters. Yeah. They're going for 10 straight victories. Kalen plays. Bradman Best will have a blinder. I say good night to the Raiders. They're lucky to be where they are, fellas. I really do believe that. Okay, I know it's a bit early. The semis are only starting this weekend. Who's going to be in the grand final, Maroon? Wouldn't it be great to see Penrith Warriors? Wouldn't it be great for Rugby League to see Warriors win? But I really think, fellas, I really think Penrith to make it a three-peat this year. All right, then. Oh, that's okay. big. All right, mate. Well, listen, you can get all the footy on Triple M. And, or... Maroon, geez, we love hearing your work on the call. <laughs> we absolutely love it, mate. You do a great job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much, Rob. And you too, Paddy. I'm always listening to you blokes. You beam, you beam into a little bay, into the People's Republic, a little bay, so we listen to you regularly. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. Oh, Maroon. Mate, uh, enjoy the call tomorrow night and across the weekend. Thanks for taking part on this Thursday, mate. Good on you, fellas. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. How about all the warnings that everyone's getting about this 
bushfire season coming up. How wild that's going to be. Yeah. They're uh, certain, certainly prepping us, aren't they, in preparation. You just see, now's the time to get around your house and start just checking things over. Yeah. Clean get out gutters those gutters clean. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Very Make much sure you haven't got point. stacks of flammable stuff just lying around. Yeah. Like Troy, he's got petrol under his house. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it cheap. <laughs> That's that's yeah. not that's not a danger, is it? That's not a some, hazard. Imagine living next door to him. Things are just hard to believe, aren't they? <laughs> because he bought cheap fuel. Oh. Now, what do you got for us? You got a little bit of information for us, huh? Uh, now, yeah. So anyway, I've got a. I'm doing a job at home. the The floors need to be redone, right? Because it's been 13 years. Didn't you get them sanded last week? No. Oh, I thought you did. Uh, what do you mean? I thought you were getting the floor sanded. We're talking about that. No, well, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, I, I want to get them done. Oh, oh yeah, right. I want to get them done. Oh, because you had so the, flo- the bloke under the well, house. I had a bloke come, the NBN. No, that was because the NBN and the floor sanding guy, he came and to give was, me a quote. Yeah, right. His okay. quote came back. Oh, right. His quote came back at 10 grand. I mean, I can't afford that. I can do it for seven. Make it well, eight. The thing is, a lot of I'll people. A lot of people go out and they just accept the first quote comes in. You go, oh, that's going to be roughly what it costs. If they get on well with the person that gives mm. them the quote, they go, oh, yeah, you can do it. Mm. No, no, no. No, no, no. Sound like feel good. I, I had a, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not nice. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, I'm going to get someone else to have a look. So this other bloke came yesterday. Yeah. Turned up white van, unmarked. Yeah. That's... There was someone sitting in the van while he came in to look at the job. Did he have high vis? But the first guy, the first guy measured up the house, and he said, "You've my son measured the house first. Thought there was 111 square meters to sand." Yeah. Next guy comes in. Nah, nah. There's 129. Right. Oh, so geez. okay. Jeez, Griff was way out. Yeah, 18 meters more. Yeah. yeah, and Griff was doing estimates, but I still thought that was a lot more. Then yeah. there's the next guy came out and goes, "Oh, you got 119 meters." Oh, so he was eight. Hang more on than a second. So eight, the first guy eight, that quoted eight more than Griff, but um, with his little electric marker thing, has given ten extra square meters to himself. Right. Okay. Anyway, his quote was ten grand. The second guy comes and goes, "I'll do it for five and a half for cash." Oh, done. Oh, for cash. Oh, of course you would, because you can't use that as a tax deduction. No. So five and a half. Five cash, and a half for cash. Get it he done. said. Yep. I said, he goes, you'll need a deposit, though. Of course I you mean, will. Oh, yeah, of course you do. Need it now? Um, yeah, he had, his, he had the T-shirt on, so it looked like oh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he's a flooring guy. Of course he would be. Because I have fallen for, um, I've fallen for it before where you give someone money and they go away and, oh, and you've got you nothing. Really? Have yeah, you really? Yeah. Five so, leather jackets I bought. Oh, yeah, those are the ones years ago and they were faux leather. <laughs> yeah, but that was out the back of a, someone's oh, back of the car. Yeah, I know. Come well, on, this guy mate. didn't have any marking on his van <laughs> and he said... Can you pay a deposit? Yeah, I'll pay a deposit. Did he want you to pay a deposit there and then? There, well, I said, yes, you've got the job because he was yeah. half the price of the other bloke. Yeah, and how much deposit? So 500 bucks. Okay, did you put that in? Well, I had to go up to the bank to get it. Oh, you gave him cash. Well, he said because oh, it's that's a right, cash job. Cash. So when's he coming back I to the job? I can't put it in his bank account. No, well, you Three can. weeks, I hope. He so went to the car and had the, had the money through the window of the car outside the teller up at the shops. Yeah. And his wife's in the car. Yeah. So do you normally work with your partner? That's nice, isn't it? He said, oh, no, not really. And I said, oh, gee, no, not very nice. But anyway, it was just a weird situation. So I think you've done. And I'm relying on his T-shirt and his invoice. <laughs> you know what? I think you've done yourself 500. No. I hope not. I reckon you have. <laughs> so hope not. But. The, moral the point of the, is moral here, of the story here. Get more than one quote. <laughs> oh, yeah. And pay someone $500 through the window because they've got a T-shirt on that says their company name. And he can't pay it into his bank account because it has to be for <laughs> And he might come back in three weeks. Okay, we're revisiting this story in three weeks and oh, let us know. I hope so. Oh, geez. Please. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hey, Robert Irwin. Well... Beloved Aussie conservationist. Conservationist. He's Gee. never had. Yeah. He's never had. Have a guess what? You a said. Shave with the badger fur brush. Nope. Nah, that's wrong. That's no. wrong. Totally wrong. Is that, you know, the best brush that you yeah. can get to shave with is the. Is it badger? It's badger. Is it badger fur? Yeah. Is it really? It's really soft. So that, that one that dad used to use. It's yeah. from badgers. I hope they just gave that badger a haircut and didn't, you know. Yeah, just whop him over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about seal fat? 
He's never had seal fat. Like, there's certain things that you just wouldn't have as a conservationist. He, he wouldn't have a bloody seal fat. No way would he have a seal fat. He wakes up with He's never... Now, we Imagine could go waking on up with okay. a seal fat in, in your kitchen. He's never had... Robert, he's never had a cup of coffee in his life. Is that he's it? 90, yeah, that's it. But that is just amazing. I was expecting something extraordinary. No, no. He's never... And which... Leads us to do this morning. What have you never had? What have you never had? How now, do you know? Well, the, what do you mean? How do you know what you've never had if you've never uh, had it? I've never had an oyster. I could not, could not even <laughs> think of putting that in my gob as an oyster. Yuck. Or a scallop. I've never had genuine caviar. Oh, he's up himself. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of something. Oh, I have never. I've never had caviar. I've never had caviar. What do you, well, see, there you I'm go. trying to think of something I've never had, had and that's, that's what's sprung to mind. our producer, what is it yeah. for you, mate? What have you never had? To be honest, I've probably only ever had one sip of coffee in my life as well. See, there you go. Do you well, drink that? Well, you have never had it. Do you drink tea because it's a wholesome beverage? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a flavoursome beverage, <laughs> a cup of tea. Yes, I've had plenty of teas in my life. But you never had a cup, like Robert, never had a cup of coffee. Me and Robbo are the same person. It's yes. like some people have never had their licence. Was it, is it, um... Who was it? Um, someone did call us about that. Yeah, someone, and, and it was about 38 or 40 years of age before he got his licence. I've never written with a fountain pen. You've never owned a Bentley either, have you? Or, <laughs> <laughs> all very high-end stuff you haven't done. So what's high-end about a fountain <laughs> pen? I've never that was a pen. And I've never had you never written with a fountain pen? No. Oh, what? you lower-class <laughs> yob. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Do they still oh. have fountain pens? I've never slept with mm. anything higher than a thousand thread sh- um, thread count. Okay, sheets. what about when you stayed at hostels, mate? How no, would you know a thousand? Because you can tell. Oh, you cannot. <laughs> yes, you Come can. Come around to my place. I think our threads are about two. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your undies. Hundred three five three. What is it that you've never done or had? Don't be rude. Never driven a Ferrari. Oh yeah. No one's ever driven a Ferrari, mate. <laughs> Would you come down off your Never white flown horse? first yeah. class. Oh, I have. Have you? From Darwin to oh. Brisbane. Yeah. They don't have first class. They did. They did so. Oh, we've had this argument we before. Did. He upgraded me. Because it was a joke. And they, someone rang us and told us, that no, they don't have first class. They used to. And I got a warm towel, mate, at the end. <laughs> Is that it? I was going to say, isn't it only business domestically? Oh, well, it's changed over the time. This oh, was okay. when I was in Darwin. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And coming up next, we are going to give you an opportunity to go whacking like you've never whacked before. A $100 foreplay golf simulation voucher. Whack on. Yeah, whack on, whack off. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> At foreplay. Golf simulation. In it circles. Like, it was like, you know, Karate Kid. Yes. Wax on, That's wax off. Figured. Exactly. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Burning Man, it is wet. <laughs> That's right. Jeez, I tell you what. Turned up in a private jet. Oh, look. Wouldn't you? If you could have, wouldn't you wish you would have? Um, because if you the scenes from there, it was pretty chaotic. 70, 75,000 revelers. In the middle of nowhere, we're talking in Reno, about 177 kilometres north of Reno, got 150 mil rain on one day, and it, the festival turned into a quagmire. Just buried them all in mud. To tell us more, we've got Jonathan Kersley from Channel 9. He's the US correspondent. Good morning, Jonathan. G'day, Jono. G'day, guys. Good morning to you both. Great to talk to you and your listeners. Uh, good thing you guys aren't stuck in the mud. Oh, mate. <laughs> look, it'd be fun for about a couple of minutes, providing you had a shower, but this was the problem. There were issues. Oh, issues left, right and centre. This was, as you say, uh, millimetres and millimetres of rain falling on Friday US time, which is Saturday in Australia, and that effectively turned Black Rock City, uh, which was swarmed with tens of thousands of people for the Burning Man Festival, uh, turned the entire place into a giant mud rink, essentially, and it made it incredibly difficult for anybody to go anywhere. They were essentially stuck. This is a festival that is normally a week long. It's all about community art, self-expression, self-reliance, a whole bunch of terms. Basically, people just get together and have a good time in the middle of the desert. But 
there was no getting out this time around. The roads only sort of reopened in the last sort of 24, 36 hours or so. And I can tell you now that uh, the drive to get out of Black Rock City, this sort of created city, uh, out in the middle of the desert in Nevada, right now it is taking three hours just to get to the highway. But the good news is that's down from eight hours, which is what it was this time yesterday, just about. So people are slowly being able to make their way out of there, but I tell you what, they're all going to need a shower and a cleaner. <laughs> Was, so this is supposed to go for a week, Jono. It, it's, it finished after a couple of days because of the rain. Was there any thought of maybe continuing on now things have dried up? Well, this, this would have been the thing for organisers to weigh out, but I think so many people had started to sort of make their way out of there. I don't know whether you've seen some of the videos, but Chris Rock, the comedian, among those who would sort of trekked, ran about six miles to what's that, about 10 k's or so uh, through the mud in the desert to, to try and get a lift out of there, managed to find himself a lift and get out of town. And now that's what just, uh, so many people are doing. They've been told simply, move, leave, don't leave your belongings behind. Make sure that you clean up your trash before you go. So an environmentally message, uh, environmentally friendly message being sent at the same time that people are trying to get their gas, gasoline cars all the way out of the middle of the desert. And I did hear, like, Casey Donovan, Australian singer, was a Casey Donovan. She was stuck. But I also read, Jono, where the, there was lack of toilets, working toilets, which they were worried about could cause disease. Well, that would leave people a little bit more than being stuck in the mud, wouldn't it? Exposed. And it was, because in all seriousness, this is the problem with all of these things, is that there, when you have an issue like this, it becomes very, very difficult to maintain basic things like the levels of portable toilets and the levels of food and fuel that people have. They've been told to essentially preserve everything they had because initially authorities weren't sure how long it was going to take for that mud to harden up enough for the cars to be able to get out of the dirt and get back onto the highway. And many of them are now going back a lot dirtier than when they started. But I'd imagine there'd be a fair few going back with a tale or two to tell about their time rolling around in the mud and burning them. For sure. It used to be such an organic event when it started. This was it was all about self-reliance and getting away from, from society. But it's become quite commercial, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? It was all about sort of peace and love and self-reliance. I used the term self-expression earlier. It was supposed to be an artistic way to get away from everything, go out in the middle of the desert and just be at one with, you know, yourself and 75,000 other people. Uh, now it's become a great big massive event. We've seen the tents that have been set up by people. There's music blaring. Uh, it's a big week-long festivity that people uh, hang out out in the middle of Black Rock City, Nevada. But this time around, they've had a very, very different experience. But as I say, they've gone away with some stories and yeah. uh, something else or so as well. And FPOS facilities available, I could imagine. Are you uh, putting it on your agenda <laughs> for next year, Jono? Uh, it's already got to be on a bucket list. I couldn't make it along this year. Hopefully I can get along next year and... Maybe it'll rain then too, and I'll be stuck in the mud. And you're up there supporting that man for a week in the middle of the desert with nowhere to go. Jonathan oh, awesome. What a holiday. Thank uh, you, Jono. Channel 9's US correspondent. Thanks, Jono. Cheers, mate. Always good to talk to you guys. Yeah, buddy. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Uh, Rob was telling us earlier on this morning, he got ripped off for. Well, that snuck out, and now you've made it a thing. Because I was engaged, and I had this. I was an apprentice. Back in my youth, this guy pulled up and asked for directions to the airport. I, I helped him out. He, and he sold was, you. He was so grateful because he was an Italian man on his way back to the airport after an exhibition where he was displaying these Versace jackets. <laughs> and you bought. And I thought, how impressed is my wife going to be if I come yeah. home in something like this? Yeah. And I gave him $1,000 for f f five pieces of plastic, I think. So you just not one, you thought? I'm no, gonna... well, he said... He said he had all his stock that he had to get rid of. When It was when, so convincing. When did you learn they were fake? When, when I went home. home and my wife took one look at them. And went, these are fake, Robert. She said, what have you done? <laughs> took, <laughs> took a knife out and cut one of them. Went, this is not leather. <laughs> but you, you are not alone <laughs> because Aaron... Text us on just 04820810777. Just let us know that his mate got three nail nail guns, which he bought. Paslo nail guns. Paslo. 
One he of the said, best. I'll give you three for 600 bucks. The, each one of these cases was sealed up like it was brand new. He goes, oh, wow, 600 bucks for three of them. Got them home. Gives him the money, gets them home, opens them up. House brick in each one. $1,100 each at Bunnings. So said Zach, our uh, producer. Troy Gosford, good morning, mate. Troy. Yeah, morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, good. What did you get scammed or how would you get scammed, mate? Well, what actually happened, um, it was around uh, June last year and I um, seen a website for sale like I uh, frequently look for and it was a weight loss one. I thought, oh, yeah, everyone wants to lose weight and get healthy, you know, with summer coming on. And, you know, you had pretty girls on the website, you know, that said I lost all this weight. And I thought, this is pretty cool. And um, But he wouldn't show me a lot of stuff. So anyway, I ended up buying it. And, so, so, so you uh, bought a website? Yeah, business. Like brought his stock, brought his, um, oh, you know, right. everything. Like you his whole concept. You bought a business? Yeah, brought a business, mate. You Based on what? Businesses. Based on one look at a website? No, no, no. I had a Zoom and, you know, a few other things, but he wouldn't let me see the back end where I could fiddle around and look at customers and get their phone numbers and call them up and go, hey, how did you go with the product and what did you think of it? Anyway, when I finally got all the login keys to the website, um, I actually found out that not one of the the testimonials was a customer. They were all fake. How much much did it set you back? 20K. Right. But I was very lucky. I was very lucky, boys. Because what I did, I put it on a credit card, I charged it back, and uh, I actually get all my money back, plus the bank paid me over $1,000 to write a report to why it was all a um, scam. What? Like I'd go, I went the to the address in Newcastle. They, did, they don't pay you to write a Yeah, they do. They do if you've got a big case, and if you tell them it's the only way they're going to get the information, it's my time. So, so how, I told them. How did you stop, you stop the 20000 from going through? No, 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 no. They it it was months later and did a charge back and said, "Hey, it's not as described," and um, had to prove it because he fought it. He said, "There's nothing wrong with it," and um, so I issued this report. Went to one of the addresses in Newcastle. It was a car park. An address in Port Stephens was a car park, and that was supposed to be his offices. Um, And you know, just proved every testimonial was fake. Yeah. By all his records, by all the data didn't match. The photos were also Google images. Yeah, you know, I reversed. Geez, they, um, I tell you, they went to a lot of length. They, they went to great lengths. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they did. But then they would have, you know, I had the last laugh on them because I got all the cash back plus more. You can get cash back. I once booked a holiday. You remember some travel company that went bust about two years ago because I'd booked a oh, which trip one with the family and we yeah. paid for it all, and yeah. then the, they didn't pay the people who we stayed with, so they charged us. Twice for the holiday, and then the bank gave us the money back about well, there you go. two months later. So they do give money yeah, back. Dreams do come true, Troy. <laughs> That's it, boys. You know, so don't go into the health business or the leather business, uh, Rob. No, <laughs> not well, a plastic one. You should have got a cigarette lighter, mate. I've heard of that story before down in Mexico in Tijuana when I was there years ago. You got a cigarette lighter, and yet he burnt the lever to see if it was real. There you go. Well, he did that with his lighter. That's why I bought it. Oh, it would have been one one actually piece that was leather. (laughs) He said, "Look, (laughs) (laughs) thank Joycey." Katie and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Do you reckon Joycey, when he left Qantas this week, do you reckon he took post-it notes or highlighters with him? Do you reckon he would have? No, no. You reckon he's got no need for that anymore? Do you reckon he would have taken one of those model? 747s? Yes. Yes, you would have taken them. Yes, because they Captain's hat. Dad's got a little model plane. Does he? It's on a little stand. Stand, yeah. It's not a corner Because we never used to go used into to fly. travel agents. They'd always have them there. Little model plane. Yeah. Sarah, he? What about this? I reckon Qantas now stands for Quit and Negotiate Treasures and Settlement. What about that? The new acronym for Qantas, Quit and Negotiate Treasures and Settlement. And Settlement. Yeah. We might look at that later on this morning. What what, what Qantas stands for. Yeah. But <laughs> questions. And then the rest doesn't matter. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And on Saturday night, it was a huge night. It was Quiz for a Cure. It was all organised by the Piz and Grilly family because that was Bob Peters. That was Bob's last name, Piz and Grilly. But they, because when you get into radio, they said, mate, you can't go on air with Piz and Grilly. It's got to use your middle name. So he said, oh, Bob Peters. Oh, that'll do. And then for the next... Oh, 30 years or so, Bobby was the voice of the Central Coast and uh, sadly passed away because of um, polycystic kidney disease. So the big fundraiser on Saturday night at Mingara about it. And it was really interesting. Dr. Simon Roger spoke to us uh, on the, 
on the night because it's Polycystic Kidney Awareness Day. He joins us this morning, Dr. Simon. Good morning. Simon. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Mate, uh, a really good night. As well as that, we've also got Jaden Pizengrilli who put on the event. G'day, Jado. Jado. Good morning, guys. Now, um, Dr. Simon, polycystic kidney disease, not much is known about it. Please explain. So if you had a ball of bubble wrap and uh, it was about 30 centimetres long like a football, that's what polycystic kidneys look like. They're full of little cysts full of fluid. There are about 25,000 people in Australia who suffer from this condition and it accounts for about 10% of people who end up needing dialysis or a kidney transplant. It's the most common inherited kidney condition that there is. A football sounds massive. Does that mean your kidney swells up to that size? Yeah, it does. And some people even have to have their kidney removed to fit a kidney transplant down into their groin. It's so big. And and like there was not much awareness of this, Dr. Simon, is there? No, because it's not common. Like diabetes accounts for more than a third of people who end up needing dialysis or a transplant. But it's much smaller numbers. However, there's certainly more than a million people worldwide who suffer from this condition. And it's closer to 10 million. And wow. is, is there uh, a cure on the horizon? Is there what, what work's being done? How far, how close are you to being able to solve this problem? Look, there's still a lot more work to do. We're doing a great trial at the moment using a diabetes drug called metformin to try and slow the growth of the kidneys, and that makes them uh, uh, keep working for a longer period of time. There's also some animal work being done uh, as well, but we we need to focus on uh, getting money for research to try and slow this down. And for the listeners, making sure that, uh, and this sounds old-fashioned, signing their licence so as to donate their organs if there is some tragedy that occurs. Speak amongst your family, your friends, that everyone's aware of that. And put it on. And that's what Saturday night, on Saturday night, a night was raised because that's what Bob had, Bob Peters, who worked at Triple M, 2GO for many years. And the big night was uh, organised by Jaden Pizengrilli. Jaden, good morning, buddy. Good morning. Nice to hear your voice again, Paddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, mate, it was a very successful <laughs> Not many night. people say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very successful night. Dr. Simon spoke. Mate, now the money was raised and money going to uh, research into polycystic kidney disease. It was a pretty welcoming result too, mate, wasn't it? It was awesome. Um, we set the goal at a very comfortable 12 grand. Uh, we leaps and bounds past it, close to about $19,000. Uh, going straight to PKD Australia. Um, they even let me know they're considering of uh, putting together the Bob Peters grant um, and using that money to put towards uh, helping uh, researchers get through and complete their PhD straight towards helping to find a cure, which I think is amazing. That is brilliant. And that's that's long-lasting and ongoing. You know, like you're feeding the, in, feeding the minds that are fighting this disease uh, right at the very start of, start of the process. Yeah, no, really appreciate um, Paddy's help as well, too. Um, really helped raise awareness. He kept finding jobs for me to do on the night, though. <laughs> he does that. Look, getting me a cup of coffee was not a job. That was just, <laughs> that was just a prerequisite. The foot massage was a bit much. <laughs> yes, a football massage. Yeah, well, that was another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor Jaden was overworked, but it was a hugely successful night. We hope we can do it again. And Dr. Dr. Simon, the thing is, mate, because it is PKD, uh, Polycystic Kidney Disease Awareness Day, people can just go online, but you can donate as well. You can to the uh, uh, to the uh, foundation, so that's online. It's very easy to find. Yeah, very much so. Well, Jaden, yeah. thank you, mate. Congratulations, mate. Very successful night. Hopefully, it's a year event. And to Dr. Simon, who's joined us this morning, thank you, lads, for joining us this morning, speaking about polycystic kidney disease awareness day. Well done, lads. Thanks, James. Well done. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. If you got ears. Mm. Stick some earplugs in them. Oh, come on. Oh, That's this, nasty. This is going to make your that, ears bleed. That is really nasty. That is really nasty, buddy. It's not about John's song. It is. It's No, it's, because it's the way it was done. John Farnham. He, John will regret selling this one because, he, you know, he, he didn't gave, know. Yeah, well, he gave his songs. He gave his song, You're the Voice to the Voice. Yeah, but he sung that. Yeah. He, what he sang in the campaign. One? He sung this one, but he's yeah. not singing it in this campaign. When John Farnham, Farnham first started, he did this one. 
Oh, good song. Sadie. Oh, go sing along with it. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So that, that's when he first started. So he sold that as well. Well, I shouldn't say sold. Way back he's in the given day. kitsy little Johnny. He, he has given the opportunity to a, another political party, the Liberal Party, this time. And they're sort of having yeah. a go at elbow with this one because he's going to become the first Australian Prime Minister uh, in seven years to fly to China, get to China. Jeez, he gets around, doesn't he? Oh, he does. <laughs> he does get around. Racking up those points. Oh, and this is what the Liberal Party is sort of like an anti. Ad against Andy, um, the Labor Party and, and, and Mr. They tend to do that. Mr. Frequent Flyer. Yeah. But so they've got the. So the they've got they've the, arranged with John to get Sadie, yeah. the cleaning lady. Yeah. But I'm really thinking that Look, John should have sung it. It's the Central Coast band, The Misfits. And the thing is, that really annoys me is I sang this whole There's, song and I only get, was given one line and it really annoys me. Well, that was just left to the editing department okay. and there was nothing else they could use from your performance. Okay, here's John Farnham's song being used by the Liberal Party. See if you can pick. Elbow, the missing PM. We'll travel round the globe and there's no reason. Works his schedule overseas. He just flies with so much ease. Providing he can use his Qantas lounge pass. Say goodbye, he's in Dubai, dear old Albo. Looks as though he'll always be the flying PM. Just got in from Berlin, dear old Albo. Looks as though he's the reason we may say no. Why was I cut out most of that song? I want to know, and I want to speak to our production department now to find out why I was only given one line. One line. That is wrong. And, Zach, your singing was crap. Somehow I got three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That just shows you how bad your I performance was. <laughs> that was – and we do apologise. That was awful, mate. Oh, yeah. Mine, bloody mine, awful. Mine brought theatrical edge. That's no, what, that's what I brought to the, no. to the song. I did so. You bought something. <laughs> uh, the PM will become our first PM Hurts to – when you scratch it. Do it in seven years. Fly to China. He's flying again. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And, oh, geez, I've got some gifts. I've got my AirPods back. Well, a new set because the what, other... you got them returned to you? No, well, I've got a new set. New set? Yeah, because the other two, the kids took those. <laughs> so this is the third set. Hopefully, I, they I just can't understand how your kids share your iPads. iPods. AirPods. Whatever it is. <laughs> the, the, the iPods. Same thing. Because <laughs> of the ear, the, you know, it's ear no, hygiene. I, I've I, seen you. Yeah, but I couldn't care less. If someone, if I needed... Um, like headphones, I just use someone else's. No problems whatsoever. What else do you like to share? You yeah, share toothbrushes, don't I, you? I look not. You got no. Pro- if I had a toothbrush <laughs> and in here and you mine. need to brush your teeth, yeah. you would use my toothbrush. Of course, I would. If I needed to, uh, I, I tell you what, we were short of toothpaste this morning. I found the the smallest of margins of toothpaste. But you know, when you roll up the tube, yeah. and you get right to the end, you squeeze it out. Oh, it's only a minuscule amount. Couldn't find any anywhere. So I said to Kirst as I left. They but sell it in supermarkets. Yeah, know? I know that. I didn't. Uh, I only realised that this morning. But so yeah, I so I got my um, AirPods, some chocolate peanuts, yeah. but also I got a Swedish, Swedish, <laughs> <laughs> Swedish massage. That's hard, that's hard to say. Hey, yeah, what, what was it again? A Swedish, a Swedish <laughs> massage. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I don't know what comes with it, but Kirst, <laughs> it's Swedish. <laughs> What do they do? Because Kerr's got it for me. What makes it different to a regular massage? I don't know. Can anyone tell me? One triple, that's what I want to find. Google. I've had a Hawaiian kahuna massage before. Where they, What's happening with a Hawaiian? Do they use coconuts in it or something? They beat the absolute crap out of you. Jeez, like you it, hey, listen, come over here. I'll try it on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one for so free. So when are you going for this? Uh... Swedish, a Swedish <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In October. Yeah. Zachy, uh, it is performed to energise the body and to improve overall health. That's what a massage is. This type of massage involves actions like percussion. That's kneading, Thank vibration, you. tapping Brrr. and rolling. Massage oil or lotion is used to protect the skin from friction. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Just the last thing you want is too much friction at a massage. Jeez. Jeez, I hope this one's on Man's Road. <laughs> what is it again? You get it? A Swedish, Swedish, a Swedish massage. <laughs>
Come here. I want to give you the big kahuna one right now, please. This is a wild. I've never heard the of kahuna, a kahuna, they lift you up. Like, a, I had a woman lift me off the bed. Like, this woman was strong like an ox. Holy jeez. Yeah. Anyway. Crunch. Anyway. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Reza Bellucci. What has Reza Bellucci done? He's no done? stranger to crazy stunts. He was found 70 nautical miles. That's about 130 k's. Yeah. Off the coast of Tybee Island, Georgia, on the 26th of August. You know what he was doing? He was trying to walk across the ocean to the UK. Now, he'd gone 130 kilometers. Which like, he's is- not Jesus, right? No, because he's got this giant hamster wheel thing. Have you seen this? Yeah. Has he done this before? It's a, it's like a paddle wheel. Yeah, he's made it up. There's and a he's... circular metal frame, yeah. and it looks like the inner spool of a um of a you know thread, needle and thread yeah, sort of. Yeah, and yeah, then that, he walks in it, and he rotates. He stands it. inside it and walks, and it rotates with the paddles like a human paddle steamer, just going round and round. I, that I would get he, up some speed. I thought he tried this before, but the currents pushed him way, way off course. Mate, well, he was 130 kilometres into his 6,430 kilometre journey. <laughs> but you, you know what? You'd think to yourself, what possesses someone to do this? Stupid. You go, You've got too much time on your hand. Like, there's a lot of charities that could use your assistance. Yeah. And he goes and does this. Yeah, the Coast Guard were under. Understandably oh. concerned for his safety. <laughs> Did they, they rescue they him? They pulled him back to shore. Where's your boat license? They said, didn't have one. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Oh, Bill James painting. Oh, Bill James. Yeah, now. the Thank coach of St. Edward's rugby league side has never won a grand final. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, um, that's harsh. Oh, sorry, Billy. Been in eight. And yeah. lost every one, including this year, against the mighty Woi Woi Roosters. <laughs> oh, William, Bill James, anything Bill, to do with Woi Woi? There, there is always next year. That's the thing. There is always, always next year. Next year. <laughs> oh, the poor coach of St. Edward's Rugby. But, but you know <laughs> what? Give us a call, one triple three five three on the Bill, commiseration hotline. Because Bill James is the painter. Yeah. And then his dad's Bill. Well, his Bill, son's and then Bill. son's Bill. There's all Bill James there, and they're all Bill. <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.